Hello and welcome everyone to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, the second episode. Um, today I am with my friend Georgia. Georgia, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm absolutely awesome, darling. How are you? I'm good. My dog wants to come and see you. He, she heard her, your voice and she like, as soon as you started talking, she started coming up top here. Um, Hello, baby. Hello. Aren't you beautiful? Yes. <laughs> Amazing how we put a dark voice on, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know we always do that, right? So, Georgia, thank you for accepting my invitation. It's going to be fun. Um, I would like you to tell our listener who you are and where you're from and all of that so that. Who I am? I am uh, Georgia. Bazin. I'm from just outside London, uh, obviously in good old, rather windy, blowy UK today. Uh, we've gone from being nice and warm on Monday to absolutely freezing and the heating on by Friday. Um, what else do you want me to say? I, um, I did Supercoach Academy with um, our beautiful Jasmine here. Yeah. Um, and she has created these or is in the process of creating these beautiful podcasts because she's a very brave, very clever girly. Um, and I am here as part of them. And your coach also, obviously, you're a certified coach uh, in yeah. transforming and transformative uh, three principles way. So we I, I really uh, I love how we have these conversations so that's why i invited you and um just to remind everybody this podcast is uh you know is is all about living the life you want and not just living the life that your or society says you should mm -hmm. or uh in in my what i've done was what my thoughts told me <laughs> I should be living. So um, when we first, uh, right before we started recording, I, I said, so I, I'm assuming that you're living the life you want. And then you said. I said in bits of it, yes. Okay. And in bits, of it, no. And in bits of it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to elaborate on that? Do you want to tell me? Oh, you want the dirty stuff. I want the dirty stuff. Well, let me, let me ask you, like when you say bits of it, yes. So what bits would you be? What bits? Okay. So, um, the bits that are, I couldn't get any better if I knew matter what I possibly imagined is my kids, mm. my relationship with my kids that is beautiful wonderful this six months of course in lockdown has given me a chance to deepen that and also through what we have been through with our understanding see them actually clearer as individuals without all my thinking of what they should be like so that has blossomed beautifully um Things like doing the training, I'm doing, as you know, uh, more training with Michael with his advanced and his emerging voices courses, which is 
such a beautiful blessing to be part of that is life-changing stuff yeah that is beautiful what would i on the good days when i'm not crabby with my husband yeah all's good there <laughs> on the not so good days when i'm not crabby with when i'm crabby with him it isn't but that's a different relationship i didn't give birth to him so thank god yeah. uh, <laughs> that would be weird that would be weird that would be weird <laughs> incest but anyway we're not going down that um so but of course the times that we are in has changed so much of what we envisage that is going to make life as we want it because of course we can't travel i would love to travel i love traveling i want to come and see you so that's changed life in a way that you know i don't see my friends so much these days because so many of them still aren't even going out so there are these things where life is so beautiful and actually every moment is beautiful but when i'm involved in my thinking some things aren't so beautiful so i totally get that <laughs> and i'm sure a lot of people um I, I, I'm sure a lot of people relate. Um, let me ask you something. Like, if you think of, I want to say, 20 years ago. I don't know. Did 20 years ago, were you married 20 years ago? I've been married for 37 years. Okay. Let's go back 40 years ago. <laughs> Let's go back 40 years before you were married, before you were had, you had kids before, before you were who you are today. Um, did oh, you yeah, have, you're taking me back to being 16 years of age, having just left school. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so let me ask you, did you have like back then, did you have like a dream? Was there oh, a yeah. dream? my dream I always loved dancing okay danced and I danced and I danced and I was at boarding school and I used to do all these shows and always dancing never had any training or anything and at 16 so I wanted to dance professionally and um, at 16 I took myself without my mother's permission to London I left school for the day how I managed to do it I don't know uh, I must have said a fair few porcupine lies to get out and I took myself to uh, Goldsmiths University which is in London which is one of the big performing arts uh, universities here and I um, had applied for their performing arts um, it would have been their first year and so I went and I danced and I did everything and went back to school. Anyway, I was offered a scholarship to do it. Mm. And I went with this scholarship to my mum and told obviously that I'd taken myself up to London and that I'd applied for it and everything else. And she just said no. Mm. And so I never got to dance. 
So do you have um making me cheerful <laughs> just thinking about it? Just thinking about it, yeah. So yeah, she wouldn't let me go to London. Mm. So did 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 so obviously like I know you, I know you're not a dancer. <laughs> so did that um did that stop you from dreaming after that? Did did you quit? Yes, I did because um but of course it was also being sixteen I still lived at home and everything else. So my mother said, go to secretarial college. Mm. I did and then I got my first job at 17 and then by um, 18 and a half I was engaged and then at 19 I was married mm. and was that like in some way was that something that you wanted like you know the life no. that you have today you that's not something that you want no, I mean it was never no, I mean, I didn't want to get married young and have kids young. I mean, I didn't, kids, even when I was married, didn't, um, I didn't want them until all of a sudden I wanted them. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't mm -hmm. a case of, whereas I have other girlfriends who, you know, from being a toddler would go, oh, and a baby, yeah. and love that thing. And some people are like that. No, I wasn't. So, yes, it... Yes, I stopped dreaming it. So, so it wasn't something that, like, so why did you get married then? Like, why did you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you where, because he asked you. <laughs> he asked me and I thought, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, Listen, I'm, I'm asking just because, you know, what, like, I'm looking at my life and that's the kind of thing that just intrigues me. Um, you know, like I, when I met, a, like for me, it was like, I need to meet a man and mm -hmm. I need to get married and I need to have kids. And by the age I'm, by the time I'm 28, I need to have three kids and, and, uh, and by the time I was 15, I had my boyfriend and at 19, I was engaged. And at 22, I was like, I can't do this. No, this is not happening. I remember having nightmares, <laughs> nightmares <laughs> of being pregnant. Like I would have like literal nightmares of, oh my God, am I pregnant? Oh no, I don't want to be <laughs> like, so like really it wasn't what I was doing was basically recreating my mother's life. My mother, you know, got married and then she had kids and, you know, by 28, she had three or, or my father by 28 had three, whatever it was, but I was recreating my mother's. It wasn't to me. It wasn't what I wanted. And, and so at 22, I just, I broke up, with my boyfriend at the time or fiance at the time it just sounds weird now that i'm you know it's been 30 years and i'm just like i, I had a fiance what the heck uh, <laughs> it's just bizarre but uh i'm just like so that's why i was asking were you were you doing do you think now looking back that you were living the life that you wanted or were you just living 
the life that you thought had to be i always think i was living the life that was there mm. because if i had been living the life that i wanted i would have been outperforming mm. so i was living the life that turned up mm. and i guess you could say, well, dancing didn't turn up. So yes, I was living the life that, that arrived. But like you said in the beginning of the call, there are bits of your life that you can, couldn't even imagine back then that would happen, right? Well, you don't, because I mean, if I say it's, you don't imagine the shit stuff that's going to arrive in life. Because if you did, you'd never bother bloody living it. Mm. And you hope for um, good stuff, I guess. Um, but you never know what's going to arrive, do you? No. Yeah, I, you know, like the, in my life, I did a lot of things like, uh, I mean, after I broke up, like that was the biggest thing I'd ever done in my life, like breaking up with my fiance. I was like, I was smashing everything. I mean, I thought I had it all, I had it down pat, you know, like we had bought a piece of land and we had, you know, oh, thought of, oh yeah, we had thought of what, how we were going to build the house on there. And, you know, I, I wasn't at the level of, cause I told you, I was afraid of getting kids, so having kids and getting pregnant and all of that. So, I mean, I didn't have the names of the kids, but I knew I wanted two boys and a girl just like my mother is like it was I was I was just reliving my mother's life instead of living mine you know what I mean and uh, so when I when I did that I kind of like shattered everything I thought life was gonna be right so there was a lot of rethinking of everything and then at one point I was just like oh I, I can do whatever I want so you know I wanted to sing so I sang you know I found classes and and I sang on stage and then that's I found this guy that was looking for a singer and then we became a duet and we started doing parties and I had like a ball uh, you know doing all of that um so I, I I did so many things and you know a lot of people I talk to they're like okay um but are they things that you dreamed of or are they things that fell into place? Well, that's the thing. That's what I want to discuss because I think that there's like dreaming. There's like dreaming, oh, I want to meet Prince Charming. <laughs> you know, like there's these yeah, yeah, yeah. dreams and then there's these dreams that you don't even know are dreams or these wanting, these callings, these things mm. call to you that you're just like, and I think that sometimes the, the dream, you know, that dream that you're thinking that you want gets in the way of what actually is calling you to 
yeah. you know, like, so that's, that's what's really interesting to, mm. you know, like sometimes people have these dreams that are really stopping them from hearing the calling of how life wants to live through them. Mm. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I think there are so many, um, I mean, I, I, I just think of my daughter who's desperate to be a musician, but she is so kind of has so much thinking about how bad the music industry is mm. that she can't see that actually she just let that go, just see what occurred. So instead of which, she's taken herself right out of music and put herself somewhere else, which is okay, but it's her dream is music. Mm. But her thinking about it's taken the joy out of it. That's what happened for singing with me. Same thing happened. Like, I don't know how many people told me, uh, you know, Jasmine, you have a great voice. I love it when you sing. I have a friend that tells me, I'm so disappointed that you stopped singing, you know? And I see that there's, uh, there was a lot of thinking. And, and I knew I didn't have this understanding. Like, I didn't get the power of thought I didn't get that my experience was given to me because of what I was thinking, you know, mm. and the thought that the thoughts that I was feeding. And back then it was like, I just want to sing and have fun. I don't want to, I don't want to have to wonder, am I at the right? Is this the right tone? Am I using my diaphragm properly? Like, you know, it became all about that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, now this is boring because now I was expecting, you know, my singing to be, you know, at this level and whatever I would hear was not this level. And because I wasn't there, I just, at one point, it just became no, no longer fun. Mm. You know? um, and that's when I, I started um, kind of like saying, okay, I... I just want to play. I just, I just, can I just play, you know? So I started playing and I started seeing that my stage presence was different because I kind of like, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, this is me. You don't like it. I'm having fun right now. <laughs> that was kind of like what I was doing. Yeah. And, um, and then I started having these younger people come to me and say, Oh, I can't wait to be like you on stage, you know? Yeah. And then I started saying, well, come, you sing. Yeah, come, come sing with me. So I started bringing people to sit, come and sing with me. And, and then that triggered something in me that was like, okay, well, how about I make, create open mic nights, mm. right? 
So I created open mic nights and then I had all these artists showing up and some of them were like totally at ease, just like I was. And some of them were like freaking out. But once they'd done it, they'd come up to me and say, I can't believe I did that. Can I come back? And I'd be like, for sure you can come back. And that yeah. lasted for like five years, Georgia. It was beautiful. And like, and it's like, you know, I just, I kind of like just followed that wave of let me create and let me, okay, well, what's calling me now? <laughs> you know, like the, and that's lovely. That's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the other thing that showed up for me when people were asking me, well, what is, how, how do you do what you do? Like I have a girlfriend that says, I've never met anybody that lives the life they want just like you, you know? And, and then I'm like, well, you got it there. You also got it there to, to like step into it and say, okay, no, this is what I want to do. <laughs> let me, let me, let me dare and see. And so have you ever experienced the, the daring well, the daring was actually doing Supercoach last year. Mm. Because if I say, you know, in my 56 years so far, obviously, from a very young age to, I had my first son at 27, 25, sorry, and my last one at 36. That takes kind of a big expanse and then bring them up and all sorts of stuff that went on. So when they kind of get to a point of leaving home and getting their own life, of course, as a mother, you all of a sudden get space. Um, and so Supercoach was my, I guess, my first big step out of... And I've trained in other things, hypnotherapy, blah, blah, blah. But it was all very safe stuff, if you get my meaning. Mm -hmm. So my dare was a case of A for one for tell my husband, Philip, I want to spend all this money on a course. <laughs> and fly back and forwards from LA and do whatever, which was, that felt like a huge dare to do, which actually at the end of the day what kind of i came to is the fact that we have spent a fortune on privately educating three children and i do mean three houses worth of educating them mm. and yet what was so interesting was the first time it came to spending and it, it was hang on how much were we talking about nine grand i think it was nine thousand pounds twelve thousand dollars american dollars and it actually got to where I went, hold on, the interesting fact was I battled with it so much that was I worth, how could I spend that much on me? Mm. When I spent hundreds of thousands on the kids. And that was really interesting to see so the dare kind of thing was, of course I'm fucking worth it. And looking back, I can't believe that I even went through that. It felt such a huge thing to, to do. 
madness, absolute madness, because of course I was worth it. Yeah. And that the whole, the dare thing was saying to Philip, oh, I want to spend that much, but again, all involved in my thinking. So the dare was doing super coach. And of course it's transformed, changed so much in life. Yeah. Sometimes we make up, you know, like we don't do something because of whatever we made up in our heads. And we're afraid of what we just made up in our heads. And sometimes we totally agree with what we made up in our heads. <laughs> and then we, we, when we dare and we actually do it, it's not at all. No. You know. Well, of course, having done it once, then it was a case of, I want to do the advanced track. Another yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't even think about it this time yeah this time was just a case of i know this is right and i know this is for me and that's okay this is whether you say it's my time or me seeing me in a different light yeah. that it's really so, cool because of this. And then the next one is like, what was I thinking about? Yeah, what's really cool is that like what I'm hearing is that like when it first, you know, when you, you first were thinking of Supercoach Academy, the thinking, it, like you had this want, you know, mm. but you were so involved with the thinking that you didn't know that it was more than a want. It was a knowing that that was mm. And then after doing Supercoach Academy and after, you know, really delving inside the three principles and how the mind works, you can like, and I, and I have that, that same feeling too. Like we get this, this understanding, no, this is actually a knowing. This is, I know that I have to do mm. it. Just like these podcasts, like, you know, I was caught up in my head about, oh, well, how am I going to monetize this? Is anybody going to be listening to that? And, and I'm just like in my head about it all. And at one point it was kind of like, you know what? No, this, I love doing this stuff. I just yeah. love doing it and I'm going to do it. And somebody's going to hear it and somebody's going to love it. And somebody's going to, you know, maybe hear something in it for them and hopefully dream dare and do something about it <laughs> you know that's kind of like what what showed up for me so mm -hmm. i'm i'm definitely um you know hoping that some some of you out there are actually hearing something for yourself and they will because there's a reason there is always a reason and if we settle and acquired then every conversation actually we can hear something in mm. when we fall out of the judgment of what we're listening to then actually you experience every conversation in a different way every sharing every bit of everything that comes into our existence in a different way don't you I remember a time where I used to listen to things and I'd be like judging and evaluating and, and going and check in with me. And I'd be like, well, I don't believe this is true. And I don't believe that is true. And I, you know, like I would be caught up in all that 
noise in my head that would stop me from from really hearing everything mm. but i knew that when when i was able to calm down like i didn't know it was that i my thinking was just settling in mm. but you know there were these experiences in my life where you know at some moment one particular thing was really 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 bad and then that same thing would reoccur in another you know some other time and it wasn't as bad and i like i kind of like saw those two things occur and i was kind of like what how is that possible i was mm -hmm. like well, uh, i don't understand like <laughs> and it, it was really like you know once you can settle just settle the thinking when you can be with how did you say it you like you can be i, I think it's settle quiet in your mind you all of a sudden hear things that you hadn't heard before and then do you think it's interesting because looking at that does anything from that point of view look like a dare Yeah. Because when you're in that space and you're in that quiet, mm. yeah, it's a different feeling of doing anything, isn't it? Because it comes from kind of you know when you think as a child and you go, "I dare you to do that." Yeah, but it has this kind of naughty connotation of "Am I brave enough to do it?" But actually, when you're quiet. It isn't about daring yourself to do it. It's about just turning up and being there because it, it may have that essence of excitement about it, but it isn't that, oh, am I brave enough to do this? Because it's a calmness of doing it, isn't it? It's automatic. It's, doing a, it. it's yeah. just a doing it. Yeah. 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 I think that that's what I, that's what I mean by daring actually. Um, when, when I say it in my mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I say in my mind, I, I hear, like, I understand how you hear dare, but dare for me means, yeah, just don't, don't listen to the thinking that's yeah. trying to keep you small. Yeah. You know, and, and just, just do it. Right. Mm -hmm just go ahead do it and see how it turns out it may be you know maybe it's gonna suck maybe it's gonna last five years maybe it's gonna not work out doesn't matter right it, it doesn't yeah. matter well i think it's beautiful that something can still feel exciting without having nothing on it as to what occurs from it. And that's actually what I get from you about dream it, dare, dare it, just be in the excitement and don't care where it goes yeah yeah and, and it's fun 
Mm. You know, like it just turns out to be fun. Like I know I've lost a lot of time in my thinking and, and, you know, like there are, there are things, you know, specifically when it comes to my personal self, you know, like that, like these, these, I have these patterns of thinking that are about me, you know, about Mm -hmm. how bad I am, how pathetic I am or whatever, whatever I'm saying to myself in that moment where I would believe those, excuse me, I would believe those and I would waste, I'm not talking about hours, I'm talking about weeks and months, you know, just because I was, I was feeding and, and believing that thinking and And then I would, hmm, what, what would occur? I'm trying to, and there was this moment, I get, I get these moments of, oh, fuck, I'm sick of this. <laughs> you know, like I. It's I, a bit I, like on the talk yesterday when the chap, David Horn, who had posted all about his life and at the very end it was just like I've had enough I'm done with this yeah yeah it's like I know what you're talking about I'm done here I don't need this anymore yeah yeah and then and then I get these new because I can let go of all that energy like I would put all my energy into it yeah. Because I, I just drop it. It's kind of like a drop. I could all of a sudden get my energy back. And yeah. all of a sudden new stuff would show up and then excitement would come again. And, and, then, and then I'd be like, oh, wait, I want to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have to think about that. Wait, wait. I can do this now. <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah. it's, it's really, uh, yeah. But I like that you you address the dare thing. I I like that because yeah, I'd never seen it how I see how people could, you know, use the the right terminology yeah. for the word actually. But in my mind, that's not how it shows up. My mind, the daring thing is kind of like just give up the thinking, just like mm-hmm. give it up. Because we learn this as coaches to ask someone, okay, so they may use a word or an expression, whatever it may be, tell us about it. Because as different as our thinking is, is the difference of our understanding even down to a word. Yeah. So it makes sense that how I took it was different to how you take it. Yeah. But then can you see something fresh together? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, okay. Do you want to play? Do you want to play a game? Do you want to play the, the game? As long as it's not strip poker, that's fine. <laughs> okay. So I played it yesterday. So I have this website. For those of you listening, I have this website that has a gazillion types of questions. And, you know, sometimes I have no idea <laughs> what the question's going to be. 
Okay. Uh, just as a reminder to everybody, this is uncut and uncensored. So, I mean, if you don't want to mm. bad language, I'm so sorry. Uh, it may occur. We do not know. <laughs> Especially so, with me. I know. <laughs> with me too. With me too. Okay. So I'm taking a would you rather question. I'm going to, I'm not going to give you the same ones as Nikon. I'm going to go a little lower in the list as long as that then isn't lower in the level of question no no they're all low in the, <laughs> they're all at the same level of lowness oh great oh, they're okay. low questions okay would you rather be beautiful but stupid or intelligent but ugly that's not nice that's an awful question i know and I said I wasn't going to edit. Um, mm. Just say, just find a political... I guess you're beautiful and, and unintelligent. You wouldn't know that you were unintelligent. If you're beautiful and intelligent, you wouldn't know... Unintelligent. You wouldn't know. Then you wouldn't know that you were unintelligent. So it wouldn't be a problem. Okay. Okay. Whereas if you're intelligent and you know you're ugly, then maybe that does become a problem. Yeah, but really. Or maybe your intellect would be so amazing you wouldn't care because you would know how just skin deep that was and it was irrelevant to your life. Exactly. All down to your thinking. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Really, ugly is like in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. As so, in beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you rather be famous but ridiculed or just a normal person? Just no a normal person. Okay. I don't like underneath are normal people anyway. Would you rather live in a cave or live in a treehouse? Oh, cave would mean it would be near the sea, possibly. <laughs> you see, I like the sea. I like the sea. But then living in a tree and looking out over the canopy of the world. Can I have two mortgages and buy both? <laughs> Yes, you can have anything. Awesome. It's dare it, do it. Come on. <laughs> okay, I have questions that are called Ask a Girl. Oh. I know. My I haven't even I looked at these questions before, just so you oh know. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay, where is the last place you would ever go? Hmm. Oh, crikey. Um, mm. the last place I would ever go. Mm. I can't even think of an answer to that one. Because everywhere has to have a factor of exploration in it, doesn't it? Whether it's hot, whether it's cold, whether it's... Okay, the last place I would ever go, the middle of a volcano. Because I know I would die there. There you go. 
That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I would have said something like a war-torn country. Like, I, it makes me sad, but I wouldn't like to go to a country where there's a war. And yet, knowing what you know, you could help so many. Yeah, but it's still so real to me. I could die of going there. <laughs> like, well, I knew I was going to die in the volcano. That was, that was an odds on. So, yeah, I get you. Okay. Uh, what is the most unusual fear you have? Unusual fear. Unusual fear. Hmm. Okay, so I'm not frightened of any animal. Um, so that isn't an issue. You know, I've stopped being afraid a lot a while ago. I was about to say, it's that's... Yeah, I'm not really... A... My, I mean, my, my fear would be... I mean, my only fear that I can think of would be that anything happened to my children. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. Other than that? Yeah, and so you, I don't have any children, but I have pets. And yeah. I agree, if anything happened to this girl, yeah, girl, I would, yeah, I, I have these dreams. I actually had, I just remembered a dream. I had a dream last night about my dog before her, mm. Pepper, and uh, I, I was calling him, I'd lost him and I was calling him and I couldn't, like there was no voice. I was, I was, screaming, uh, was going, Pepper! and I was asking people walking to scream for me because my voice wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. Okay. Okay. One well, we all time. have those dreams where you go to scream in your dream and you know that you're asleep yeah. and that there is no dream and you go, ah! And then eventually it does come out and then you wake the person that's lying next to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay. Let me just look. Okay. You choose. Um, 200 questions to get to know someone, 250 conversation starters. Okay. Give me a number between one and 250. 88. 88. Okay, now I got to scroll down all the way to 88. Okay. Uh, sorry, you asked me to give you a number, so I did. <laughs> okay, number 88. This is what the question is. Do you like reality TV shows? Why or why not? If so, which one? Not anymore. Okay. Okay, you used to watch, there was a British one, which was called EastEnders. I doubt even you know it. I've seen it. I've seen the name. That's it. They shout a lot. Everything is always really depressing. And everybody's trying to kill someone else, or they're all bonking each other. Or, it's just awful. Okay, and when that's I think, not a reality show, though. They're um, not real people. This is cryptic. Oh, no, I never watched those. No? Never, ever, 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 ever. No. Yeah. I know I have 
friends who, because you're not seeing the real person anyway. Mm. But it's a social experiment. But I'd rather sit and talk to someone and actually get to know them. I mean, because having seen, my daughter did a reality program. Really? Which was come dine with me. So there were three girls and a chap and he went around each different girl to have dinner and then he picked one to go and take out on a date. Well, I mean, the television people edited every single moment. They told my daughter exactly what to say. They told her what to wear. They told, this was supposed to be reality television. But it wasn't. There was no reality in it at all. And that's all they all are. Wow. Edited to make someone look bad, someone look good, someone look like a harlot, someone look like a player, someone look like an angel. Yeah. So there's no reality in it at all. Well. What about you? I, I, I don't like them at all either. I just never watched them. Okay, I'm lying. Obviously. I thought you were because you started looking over the top of your glasses there <laughs> and your face totally changed. But yeah, go on. So I'm uh I'm a, a real fan of <laughs> reality TV. I watch reality TV all the time. I'm um, never talking to you again. <laughs> Awful. Right now I'm listening to Love Island. Oh uh, no. I love Love Island. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I think I, I just laugh my brains out. I listen to Love Island right now. Right now, there's one season going on. I listen to Dancing with the Stars. I love Dancing with the Stars. This is a beautiful reality television. I love also Queer Eye. Queer oh, Eye. you mentioned this, the, the guys that do houses up. Yeah, I, yeah. not only got houses, they do the whole thing. I'm, I mean, they're, they're awesome. I just, <laughs> I'm, I personally love that. Like, I see that there are some that are very edited and I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. But because exactly because of like the, it's so funny because the thinking that I have is I'd love to be the life coach of the participants. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to come in and say, okay, but just have a conversation with him. Like you're making this shit up, you know, like I'm watching uh, Love Island today and this girl is crying and, and it's so funny because her wisdom is talking to her because she's like, I don't understand why I'm crying for a guy that I've known only for two weeks. This is what she says. And I'm like, because you're making it up. <laughs> So I was like, oh man, if I were there, I'd tell her, you're not crying because of the guy. You're crying because of what you're making up in your yeah. head about what all of this means. That wouldn't make such great television though, would so, it? I don't think they you would. addicted to it if they didn't cry and have a moment. But you know, maybe I'm just calling all reality stars out there. If you want a life coach after the show, give me a call. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like so ready to coach you. Uh, you're there. You're there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, well, that was definitely a good conversation starter. I, I'm, I'm just very happy that now my closet. But now, uh, you do know now. I've, I've spotted your tell. <laughs> you know, like when you gamble, everybody has a tell. Your tell was looking over your glasses at me. That's it. That was the look. <laughs> so now I'm going to know never to play cards with you. Or actually, I'm probably okay to play cards with you because I'll be able to tell your tells. So there you go. Right. I'll win. <laughs> well, this was fun, Georgia. Thank you so much for, for coming. And I'm sure that I'm going to invite you again. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what we do. We talk. Um, we do. We do. We talk. So a lot. I'm going to say uh, thank you. And uh, just, oh, before we leave, um, yeah. if people want to reach you, they can reach you on, what's your website again? Uh, well, the, the best way to reach me is just to look up Georgia Bazin. There is the innerself.co.uk. Okay. If not, just find Georgia Bazin, B-A-Z-I-N, on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere, and you'll find me. Yeah. So, and, and guys, she's right now, she's working, she's doing a class called Emerging Voices. So her voice is emerging. <laughs> it's quite loud enough as it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, I hope that you've enjoyed this uh, episode and uh, see you next time. I still don't know what the next, who the next person's going to be, but I'm sure it's going to be as fun as this one. So guys, take care. Enjoy. Uh, dream it, dare it, do it. See you later. Do it. Bye. All right, darling. Bye-bye.